It'll take much more of your time and energy to undo a bad hire than to make a good one in the first place. The time you take to make the best hire you can will be paid back many times. In this episode, we'll discuss how to make the most of your hiring opportunities. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. We want to take a look at a couple of areas. Preparation for hiring the best, setting a strategy for the process, and knowing what the best candidates want. So even if you're new to the department and it's fully staffed with strong people, you always have to be ready in the world today uh, to make a hire. Why? Because at any moment, someone may get promoted, someone may leave, um, someone may get sick and not be able to come back. There's any number of reasons that can happen and you've got to be ready um, to begin the hiring process which is a time-consuming process, but should also be fun. Yeah, and Fred, I think it's important uh, that people, before the opportunity or the, or the task arises to be ready, um, for example, uh, you know, one of the things we advise people all the time is you want to have a hiring team. Hiring isn't just a, a one-person operation. Um, And you got to remember that just as you will be evaluating a candidate, if if they're very talented, they're going to be evaluating you too, your department and the company. Um, So they'll be asking themselves, is this where I want to work? Are these people I want to spend my working hours with? So at the same time, you want your talented people to feel good, you know, that are already on your staff, to feel good about the person you're bringing in. Um, So to the extent possible, you want any serious candidate to meet with as many of your best staff as possible. Um, And that means you have to have a clear idea before the process starts, before you even have an opening, of who you want on that team of, of people on your staff to meet with the new candidate, who will, you know, put the department in the best light, who will also be able to evaluate uh, whether this is somebody they feel should be should be on the team, um, and that kind of Rick, when you think of the people, when you think of the people that we've been coaching, think of the number of times that the importance of who you have on the hiring team comes up. It just really makes a difference in um, you being able, when you find the right candidate, to be able to land that candidate if you've got the right hiring team together. Right. And, and that sort of goes into the whole, 
area that you like to talk about a lot, Fred, and I, I think it's it's very important, and, and that's the whole concept of fit. Can can you talk about what you mean by fit? Yes. It, the The issue is going to be when you begin to sit, be in an organization, you begin to get a sense of the vibe of that organization. Um, is the organization very competitive? Is it collegial? Um, and you want to be able to understand uh, what it's going to, the, the kind of people that are going to fit within that organization. And it, it's basically the kind of thing that you learn from being there. You watch, you keep your eyes and ears open, um, and then you, you can learn what you really need to learn about the kind of person that you think will fit into your organization. Yeah, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I, I had a, a, a person that uh, I hired. They came highly recommended, and it was obvious from the day this person started that they really didn't fit. And what was funny is this person, A, didn't use the product that the company sold uh, and uh, just never really meshed with their co-workers at all. Um, I don't know if there was any way I could have spotted it to begin with, but it was so obvious. Um, And when they left the company, they went to another company in another industry where they didn't use that product either. So it's kind of talk about uh, somebody not fitting. That that was really... Um... And one way, I think, to, to increase your odds of getting someone who will fit is by networking. Uh, I know when I was hiring people, almost everyone I ever hired, and I didn't start out this way, um, but ended up, just by coincidence, ended up somebody that came to me through my own personal network. Somebody that I knew recommended them. Um, and it, it really is true. And I think you've, you've cited research, Fred, that something like eight or, eight or nine out of ten hires are, um, when you're looking for a job, come from uh, networks. And it's either it's either your own network or the network of your people or the network of your colleagues or the network of others within the company. Right, and even even with social media and all sorts of of you know job finding sites, uh, it's it's still Im- important. And you know the best recommendation you can get is from a trusted friend or co-worker or former colleague who said, you know, this person's really good. Um, y- you should grab them if you can. And, yep. And the other thing that we're looking for is in-company talent. Um, when you're going to um, conferences, when you're going to meetings within the company, you're going to be observing other people in other departments than your own. And one of the best ways to begin to get a sense of talent within the company is to watch and look and listen. And sometimes you begin to see uh, people that you say, boy, if there was any way that I possibly could, I would love to have that person in my department. And there, there are, you have to do it carefully sometimes, 
but there are ways that you can make that happen. Right. And the other thing um, is is to, as soon as you have an opening or, uh, yeah, you when you need to hire somebody, you want to engage your own staff in the hunt. I mean, they're, they're an important part of that network that we're talking about. Um, and there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, it shows them that you're serious about recruiting and um, it'll expand your network cons- considerably. So if you've got them uh, working to to look for people, whether or not you've got them on your quote-unquote hiring team, just make sure your whole staff is aware of the kinds of people and, and, and agree uh, the kind of people that uh, you all are looking for to... Uh, to grow the department or to to replace whoever is left. Rick, we talk a little bit about the importance of having the manager involved in the hiring process. Well, that's that's true. You know, if you're not, if you're not really involved in taking it seriously, your staff will enjoy, will observe that. And they'll decide that the hiring process isn't really that important to you. So you, you want to show excitement and energy for the process. You want to communicate that, that this is really important to everybody, that the right hire will make everybody's job more uh, rewarding and, and fun. I don't know if fun is the right, right word, but, but it's good for everybody. And you want to uh, inspire your staff ask for their input, make them feel that they're part of the process, even if they're not formally part of it. Um, And you want to kind of develop this pipeline for talent with your staff. You know, we're always looking for people. Uh, If an opening occurs, we want to have kind of folks in in reserve. So you want to encourage your, your staff to be thinking about who would be good in our department if an opening occurred. Um, and just reinforce that all the time. Now, the other important thing is because there is enormous pressure once there's an opening to, to fill it right away. But you want to make sure that you only hire people that are equal to or ideally stronger than your current staff. Um, and if the candidates you see aren't, then move on. Don't just hire somebody um, because they're there, because if they're not up to the job or they're not uh, equal to or better than your current staff and whatever the, the, the work is, everybody senses that from the, the, the new hire to the current staff. And as we've said already, it's much harder to undo a bad hire than than it is to to make a a good one. That's absolutely true, and the fact that it will make hiring a a, a successful person uh, will make it easier on the other staff that you have. But it's also the quality of your staff is also always going to be a major factor in your own career advancement, and so that's an important thing to keep in mind. Then, as we move forward. Uh, and now suppose that you actually have uh, an opening and you've got to make sure that your strategy is set. So every part of the hiring process provides opportunities and pitfalls um, and outstanding candidates will notice the smallest details in their eva- in, 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 for them to make the evaluation of you. So 
you want to first make sure that you've created a job description, including the skills, temperament, and, and work history that you need. But you want to make sure that that job description is forward-looking. Don't, don't say, oh, well, we can just take a job description that we have from the past. You want to make sure that it's, what are we going to need three to six months from now, a year from now, two years from now? Uh, and set the, the criteria through the job description uh, for that kind of, uh, of a process. I think that, that that's so important because, you know, you want to be thinking always as a manager, how can I move my department forward? How can I improve what we do? Where are the places that we're, we fall short or that our clients uh, say, gee, it'd be better if you could do this, that, or the other thing. So you want to be thinking Seeing an opening, uh, a position opening as an opportunity to uh, strengthen your staff and to move your department in that in that uh, direction. Yeah, forward thinking is is. I think you, I, Rick. I think you said before that you need to stick to the criteria for pre-selection that you have, and if the person does not match up is not going to be equal to or better than the talent that you have, then you're better off uh, redoing the process rather than trying to settle. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing is is you want to, and we sort of said this already, but it's worth emphasizing, you want to hire whenever you can from inside the company. You want to hire from inside whenever you whenever it's possible but hire from the outside when uh, an upgrade or new perspective is needed. That is, you know, or there's expertise that you don't have within the company. No question about that. And when, when you are able to hire from inside, does all kinds of positive things. It shows the people who are in your department that there is hope for them to move forward and get promoted. Um, it, and it, 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 it just creates a... A totally positive experience within within the department and helps with morale throughout the entire department. No, you're you're right. Um, it shows that that and and that there's opportunities and you're open to the idea that they can move within the company too, um, which is important. I mean, if if people think their only opportunity in the company is within your department, that limits their uh, their ability to advance, and, and that will play on their morale. Let's, let's talk about what the, uh, knowing what the best candidates might want. Oh, that's so important, um, to be aware of what they're looking for. Um, and it, it's important in a, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, uh, those things that you can emphasize, that your job does offer, you want, you want to emphasize, you want to really sell on the positives. On the other hand, you also want to be uh, honest and not sell or oversell what the job um, affords, what, what, it, what the opportunities that, uh, and the features that the job has. But what, because, you know, you don't want somebody to come in and then have been oversold on the job and then suddenly realize what the job is isn't what you sold them because you're going to start off right away with an unhappy employee. They're not going to be uh, as motivated. And the chances are that y you will have to refill that position 
uh, more quickly than, than you would like. But what are they looking for? I mean, first of all, obviously they're looking for uh, challenging and exciting work um, and to be able to learn new skills. Um, you know, they, they want a successful and demanding organization. Um, you know, they want a good boss, somebody who's going to mentor and coach them, who will help them to grow in whatever their field is. Uh, and they want, a, they want an outstanding team that respects new members, that um, feels positive towards them and helps them to grow as well. Um, they want to have a profile, high profile in the company and demanding work and accountability. And on the other hand, they also want some flexibility um, and an autonomy to control the work they do. Um, So, you know, you want to, when possible, place, uh, show the importance that you place on on having freedom to do the job as well as they they can. I think what you, I, I think what you need to do then is to give them some specific examples. Going back to what you said before, you need to both sell them on your company and be honest as to uh, the situation. So if you can give them some specific examples of the kind of work that they will be doing, um, how they will interact with members of the team, what the boss might expect, uh, all of those kinds of things will help the person to understand specifically the situation that they will be moving into. And then as far as flexibility and autonomy is concerned, you can tell them, look, we will be, we will be laying out the, the goals and the strategy, but the methods will be left up to you. Uh, and especially once you, you know, are on the job and become comfortable in the job, um, and you will be given more and more autonomy the more comfortable that we, that we are with each other and the more comfortable you are with the work that needs to be done. Right. So in summary, what we've been talking about today is three parts. Preparation for hiring the best, and you need to be ready from minute one because you never know when this is going to happen setting a strategy, and that is to think through carefully your job description, your criteria, uh, and the staff that you want uh, to be involved. And then we've been talking about knowing what the best candidates want. And uh, we've given you a series of the kinds of things that uh, talented people will be looking for in a job. But we're also talking about the balance between selling your organization and uh, being honest with the person so that when the person comes in, there are no surprises. Uh, they understand what they're doing and they will do it successfully. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.